Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 94, the first paragraph, beginning with Outline the Program of Action, reading through Follow Your Suggestions, and commenting on that paragraph only. Today's readers are... Susan S.H. for the 12 Steps, Melissa W., the 12 Traditions. Our big book readers are Sandy C. in the text, Julie R. on page 164. And Susan S.H., of course, is our backup reader today. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The reference number for Sunday, October 24, 2021, is 17,970. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA. Uh, please check to see if you're, uh, you're muted. I think someone might have gotten unmuted there. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Gina, oh, sorry, I will now ask Susan S.H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. I'm grateful to be here. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to, all, to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
I pass. Thank you, Susan. I will now ask Melissa W. to read the 12 traditions. Morning, Melissa W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, OA, uh, OA, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotions. Promotion, we never, uh, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me share. Have a beautiful day, everyone. All right. Thank you, Melissa. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study, Chapter 7, Working with Others in the Big Book, page 94, the first paragraph, beginning with Outline the Program of Action through Follow Your Suggestions. I will now ask Sandy C. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Sandy, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you are endeavoring to be helpful to him. It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. 
Make it plain he is under no obligation to you, that you hope only that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes his own difficulties. Suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Make it clear that he is not under pressure, that he needn't see you again if he doesn't want to. You should not be offended if he wants to call it off, for he has helped you more than you have helped him. If your talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, you have perhaps made a friend. Maybe you have disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. That is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. Um, so a couple of things happened when I read this in preparation this morning. First of all, I got stuck on all the pronouns, him, him, himity, him, him. And um, that set my little brain off into a tangent about how I should go off and fix all the literature. So that's ego. Thank you. Note, happy to notice that and happy to just kind of acknowledge that and let it go. And then the other place where I got really interested is um, the last part. Maybe you have disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. That is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. And I am guilty of the complete opposite of this. I am such a cheerleader. I am so rah, rah, rah. Um, I like to fill people with hope and excitement and joy and like it's my job to do all those things. And um, I may not have been appropriately, um, I might not have guided people towards hopelessness, even though I now have come to understand that hopelessness is where someone needs to be to really effectively work the program and work the steps and achieve that food neutrality that I have. I was indeed um, hopeless, like I got it that I could not fix this. And I had to test that theory over and over and over again, 20 years of yo-yo dieting, seven years of white-knuckle abstinence with lip service to the steps, um, and then really finally just, you know, uh, owning that my abstinence was insufficient and I wasn't food neutral, and then uh, just getting honest that I couldn't fix it and then asking for help to actually uh, work the steps. And that happened, and I did that. But I don't know if I would have done that without that um, essential ingredient of hopelessness. And I I appreciate the opportunity to be of service this morning because like it says in here, right, being of service always teaches me something I needed to know. And so this is all to the good and um, something I can apply more effectively with my next sponsee. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for getting us started. I appreciate that. And uh, before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today?
Judy K. Kathy M. Okay, hold on just a second. So, uh, Karen K. Marion K. And then someone after Marion K. Who is that? Kathy M. Kathy M. Elena C. Uh, Elena C. Yes. Okay, Elena. Rachel K. Okay. Joanne M. Okay, who's after Johan M? Beverly T. Rachel K. Rachel K. Okay, here's who I have so far, guys. I've got Karen K, Kathy M, Elena C, Johan M, Beverly T, Rachel K. Is there anyone else? I'll I'll take one more for right now, and then we'll get a second list. Okay, we'll just stay with what we have, and I'll get a second list, list of names here in a little bit. Um, all right, Karen K, you are up, followed by Kathy M. Go ahead, Karen. Good morning. Um, I'm Karen K from Syracuse, New York. Um, really, Karen P, but we're going to keep it Karen K and my credit zone transfer. This is a very important chapter. This I'd like to share with um, people that I work with. That um, you know, after we you know go through the, all this, all these chapters, are you willing to give it away? And what happens sometimes is they get all the, uh, they get some of the rewards and then they're too busy and then uh, they're not able to uh, give it away. And um, they forget the pain that they, they were in. I'm so grateful that when this, this part of this chapter that came to me that I knew in order for me to be abstinent, and that's just not with food, in my recovery, with my life, that I needed to give this program away that was so freely given to me. And I get a lot of phone calls, and I'm so grateful for the calls that I get because it helps me to be sane for that one day or for that hour. Uh, service and working the steps is very, very important, but really um, living the steps. And when I, am I turning my thoughts toward God and another human being to take them through, through the steps? And notice the changes that people are going through when they're working the steps because I, I – um, uh, sponsor through Zoom from their first meeting until after they finish their fifth step. And reading the fifth step promises to them. And you see, I, I'm able to see them grow, and then eventually they're able to see them themselves grow. With that, I will pass. Okay, thank you very much, Karen. Kathy M., you're up next, followed by Elena C. Go ahead, Kathy. Kathy, uh, star one to unmute. Hi, Kathy M. Um, I recovered a uh, compulsive over here from Massachusetts. Can you hear me now? I sure yeah. can. Oh, good. All right. Good. Thank you. Um, thank you for taking my call. Nice to hear you, Karen. Um, yeah, so hopefully um, I'm new to, new to guiding people through the steps, and um, hopefully I have a, um, a new person calling me today and and it says outline the program of action. And I got out my pen and paper and started started writing down all the things in this paragraph. Um, you know, I have I have a 
I have a, I take the book and I go through the book, but I'm, every time I sponsor someone, things seem to go a little bit differently. And, and, um, and today this paragraph just uh, made, made a few things a little more clear that, that when she calls, um, I'll be sure to offer them to them. And uh, um, I just uh, was really glad for this paragraph today. And, and uh, now I got some more notes to incorporate into, uh, into how I can help others. And, um, you know, helping others is, I haven't had sponsored Aaron for a couple of weeks, and I absolutely missed it and realized how important it is to my program, and, and I hope that I can share that with whoever I got through the steps. So thank you for taking my call, and have a great day, and I pass. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Elena C., you are up, followed by Johan M. Go ahead, Elena. Elena, hit star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? I sure can. Thank you so much. Uh, Good morning, everyone. I really like this chapter. It's full of jewels. And um, the first one that jumped to me was the program of action. So this program is not for people who want it or need it. It's for those who do it. And, um, you know, I, I, I I do say that a lot to my sponsee. And um, then, you know, I, I talk about how I recovered. I talk about how it was helpful for me to recover. And the thing is, I can't talk about anything else. I can't talk about how other people recovered. That The only thing that I know is how I recover. And that's what I need to talk to them about it. Um, so, and it's just amazing how like uh suggest how important it is that he plays the welfare of other people ahead of his own you know and i do too when i have uh i have fancy giving them time you know and listening to them and share from my experience strength and hope um it is about putting their welfare ahead of me but somehow I I end up being helped even more. And that's that's absolutely amazing because it takes me out of myself and it makes me be in their shoes by reliving my experience, but I relive my experience and that's wonderful because I am recovered. And even when I've relived my experience, you know, I can talk about my experience experience with common peace um and then so and then it's good it's the the when he rehashes or he or she rehashes the alcoholism he needs to feel hopeless hopeless and that is good because the more hopeless the better and of course people who don't have recovery yet yes when they remind what they've been through, through this deadly disease of addiction, they will feel hopeless. And, um, and, and that's good. It's, it's through struggles that we develop strength. You know, I had to be hit in the head with a ton of bricks to get up and say, I need help. And um, I'm very grateful for my struggles. And with that, I will pass. 
Okay, thank you very much, Elena C. Uh, Johan M., you are up next, followed by Beverly P. Go ahead, Johan. Hi, good morning, good day. My name is uh, Johan M., and like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsive warrior in Sweden. Thank you so much for service today and for the share so far. It's been amazing to be here. And yeah, that's a, that's a big paragraph today uh, with lots of information. And it tells me that it's extremely important to work with others. Uh, and, and it shows me how extremely important it is that I work with others in, uh, in order to stay abstinent. Uh, I have learned the hard way <laughs> to be very clear with a sponsee uh, or with a newcomer before I start working with them to to uh, tell them exactly what I do on a uh, everyday basis in order to stay recovered uh, and what they need to do when we go through the steps and what the program is going to be like and yeah uh, and then uh, most often I give them 24 hours to think about it and call me the next day in the same time and 90% doesn't call. <laughs> That's just how it is. Uh, but then again, sometimes you you get in contact with the with the hopeless type, uh, with the desperate ones, and you know they are willing to follow the suggestions that that are uh, that are in this book. And it's just an amazing thing to 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 be there, to be a guide through through Big Book and uh, to sponsor others. It, it really gives life some meaning. But then again, it's, uh, it's about life and death. Um, so I do it to save my life every day. I can't do anything for my sponsors. I really can't. I can't do anything. I can guide through the Big Book. I can share my experience, but they are the ones that are saving my life every day. The daily calls that I get from my sponsors uh, or the calls that are saving my life every day. Uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful that I got into sponsoring really, really quickly when I was through the steps because that saved my life. Uh, and that's, uh, that is what's saving my life today, to continue to work with others. And it's not convenient. Uh, this chapter is not uh, called do it whenever you can or feel like it or on, in your spare time. It's not convenient to work with others. This chapter is called Working with Others. It's a work and it's not convenient. But then again, do I want to live or do I want to die? <laughs> and I want to live. So I just need to, to uh, continue to live in step 10, 11 and 12 to the best of my ability. And uh, especially in, in step 12, that's where, the, that's where it's really at. So very grateful to be here today. Thank you so, so much and I'll pause. Thank you, Johan N. Beverly P., you are up next, followed by Rachel K. Go ahead, Beverly. Good morning. I'm Beverly T. from Georgia. Uh, the thing that struck me in this paragraph were the paradoxes. Um, on the one hand, in order to care for myself, I need to place the welfare of others ahead of my own. And then under... Um, He's under no pressure. If he doesn't need to see you again, if he doesn't want to see you, don't be offended. In other words, it's it's about your recovery, not his. And in the process of that sharing, if it helps 
his or her recovery. That's great. But God lives in the paradoxes. The same thing with the word full of human understanding. All I can share is the understanding that I have today as a human being. But God has divine understanding, much broader, much deeper, much greater than mine. And over time, some of that breadth and depth and width of his understanding will be passed through to me if I keep with this program. Another paradox, the levels of understanding. And the last paradox I saw was in the statements about the more hopeless he feels. Well, I know when I feel hopeless, it's usually because of impaired interpersonal relationships. And again, I have to look at the paradox. I am not 100% responsible for that relationship. It may be I'm 99.9% responsible, but a relationship is two people. And the paradox is both are part of that relationship, strong or impaired. So I realize that in working this program that there is constant paradox, constant shifting and changing of what I judge (laughs) as good or bad, right or not right, because it's God's will, God's path, not mine. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you, Beverly. Uh, Rachel Kay, you're up next, and we'll take another group of names. Go ahead, Rachel. Thank you so much, and good Monday morning, guys. Um, Yeah, this paragraph uh, brings up a lot to mind. You know, I have a 100% success rate with my sponsees. That means, now, not all of them have recovered. Not all of them have gotten abstinent. Not, no. Um, 100% success rate, meaning um, by the grace of God, I have stayed abstinent um, since I started sponsoring in this recovery. Um, I I have stayed abstinent. Um, What happens with them, I care about. I love each of my sponsees, but that's between them and their higher power. Um, You know, and it brings to mind... um, uh, a couple of traditions, and uh, I know it's Monday morning, you hear me utter the word traditions, and you set, you know, you hit snooze, but um, bear with me for a second. You know, I'm thinking of like traditions two and 12. You know, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as you may express himself in our group conscience. You know, I am but a trusted servant. I, I am not your, I'm not your higher power if I'm your sponsor. I do not govern. Um, you know, all I can do is pass on what I know. Um, you know, your ultimate authority is, is God as you understand God and, um, and you are helping me, but what happens with your recovery, I can, you know, lead you. I can tell you what helped me and what didn't help me and what I think might help you if, if you and I share the same disease. But what happens with you is between you and your higher power, you know, that ultimately your higher power is in charge and my higher power is in charge of me. And, you know, Tradition 12, it's about principles before personalities. Um, you know, we, we can be friends, but um, it's about the principles of this program, you know. And again, I, I love my sponsees and, and we do 
um, share on this journey, and that's wonderful, but the ultimate authority is your higher power. I can't be responsible um, for somebody else's recovery. Um, I, you know, I, I can only show you what I've done. And, um, and so that's how I have, you know, 100% success rate. You are helping me more than I'm helping you. I'm doing this so I can stay recovered. Um, because that's, that's what this program is. It's not a self-help program. It's an other help program. You know, it's, if it were help, self-help, if I could help myself, my gosh, I would have done that, you know, but no, I, I need God, uh, and you need a higher power and, and we just walk this road hand in hand. Um, oh, thank you. That's enough. I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Rachel. Okay. Uh, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter Working with Others in the Big Book on page 94, the first paragraph, beginning with Outline the Program of Action and reading through Follow Your Suggestions. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Uh, so if you'll give me your first name and initial of your last name, we'll get a second list going here. Who else would like to share? This is Seneca Harriet from Fort Worth. Linda D. Judith. Okay, hold on. I got it. Okay, hold on just a minute. So uh, I got Linda D. And then Harriet. What was the first initial of your last name? Did I hear Harriet? Nancy P. Hi. I got you, Nancy. Um, yes, you did. Somebody I got muted. You heard Harriet. Okay. Harriet, what's the first initial of your last name? P. Yvette L. P is in Tom Tubman. Yvette T. L. Yvette L. Hiya, P. Okay. Sorry. Yvette L. And then uh, somebody P. Who was that? Hiya. How do you spell that, Haya? Easiest way is H-I-Y-A. Okay, Haya. All right. Thank you so much. I'm having a hard time this morning. Bear with me. All right. So far, I've got uh, Harriet P., Linda D., Nancy P., Yvette L., Haya P. Um, Judith S. P. Judith S. P. Jana N. Vasa O. Vasa, oh, okay, hold on right there. I was going to tell you who I have. Uh, Harriet T, Linda D, Nancy P, Yvette L, Haya P, Judith S P, Jana N, and Vasa O. Um, we'll uh, see if we have time for others after the, this group. Uh, but Harriet T, you are up now, and you'll be followed by Linda D. Go ahead, um, Harriet. Hey, good morning. Um, this is Harriet, and I just want to just say gratefully that uh, I'm recovered today by God's grace, mercy, and goodness. Outlining the program of action, wow, um, serving others. <laughs> if I start there, that is how I'm staying recovered. Um, there is there is so many things that I can't take credit for doing, but I can take credit for surrendering. Right. Um, I've worked, I've been in relapse five times 
And in order to walk this journey, I have to realize there is a God and I'm not it, period. And when I do that, all of the old beliefs and old ways of doing things fall away. And then I can work the steps. I can work them with baby steps. You know, I can follow step one and say, wow, how today am I powerless over this whatever? I had an abusive relationship with chocolate. I let go to March 2nd, 2019. I didn't know it was beating the crap out of me. I didn't realize that every time I was Lord and went back, I've got back into the crazy until I had enough, until I reached the end of my end. And the program of action means serving others how? Outreach calls, holding workshops, abiding by the 12 steps, answering the doggone phone, answering text messages. You know what? It's not when I always feel like it because my belief tells me that I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I don't have to fear the fact that I have to go back into the food for answer. It's not there. It's not there. And so as I do that and as it unfolds before me, God gets the glory and I realize, man, I'm not it. That might have been a way that I used to try to figure it out, straightening out my path, apologizing, owning my stuff, accountability and responsibility. Those are two major parts, factors of my program today, taking accountability for what I do, what I eat, what I don't eat. And then responsibility for what is right in front of me for today. Do I do it all perfectly? Nope. Because there's only one perfect being, and that is God. And that is how I continue over and over the baby steps, realizing that the glory belongs to God, not me. That is my program of action. It's service to others. That's the only way I stay clean. I used to want that magic bullet, that magic pill, show me what you did, and I'm out. I don't want to be having to call in all the time and tell people what I did. I don't want to do all that. Ask me to be a speaker. That used to be me. Now it's like, yep, my sponsor says, you better say, yeah, if you want to stay recovered and not in a codependent way. Right? I when I put, thank you. I put the food down. I started picking people up. And nope, that wasn't the answer either. So there's a God and I'm not it. Thank you so much for letting me share. Reach out anytime. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Harriet. Um, before you go on with Linda, just a reminder, if you could please always include your first initial, your last name, and the state you're from. That way others can uh, find you a little easier in the member contact sheet. Also, um, like uh, I heard from uh, a friend of mine that there was a Seneca from Fort Worth that had put her name in early. So, uh, Seneca, if you're listening to this, I will include you at the end of this list. Um, all right. So, Linda D., you're up next, followed by Nancy P. Go ahead, Linda. Good morning, Rick. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. Well, I know a little more today than I did when I came in. I'm I'm very, very grateful to be recovered. And um, and it's an ongoing business. It's an ongoing task, and I am very grateful to do it. To me, the program now is about unconditional love. 
I came into the program a long time ago, and when you sponsored or tried to help anybody, it was parental. You kind of tuck them under your wing, and you sort of force feed them and all of that cheerleader stuff. And that was the best that people around me knew and I knew. Today I know um, this disease is so deadly and it's deep and they have to want to do the work. And it's my job as a human being, and I'm human and make mistakes, of course, but my job is to um, actually live the steps so that I am sane and full of human understanding and willing to do the opposite of what I always thought was right. The opposite is let them fail if that's what they're going to do, because I don't have that power. I can't do the work for them. I can't unearth the horrible pain that got them into denial and into um, crazy, crazy stuff, as it did for me. They must do the work. So I just love them, and I pray for them because I found a higher power, and it's the best thing in the whole world, and I love it. I love being with God all day, every day, as much as I can do it. That's how I live, and I'm very grateful for it, and I pass. All righty. Thank you very much, Linda. Nancy P., you're uh, next, followed by Yvette L. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning, Rick. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, this chapter is so great. When I first um, came into a vision for you, um, December 1st, 2017 was when I first called, dialed in. And I have not had to hurt myself with food since that day. But I had done nothing but hurt myself with food or think about food or not think, think about not eating or eating or whatever for the previous 47 years since 1971 until 2017. So when I first came in, I wasn't willing or even desperate. I was single-minded. I was like a machine that was switched on and I was relentless in, the pursuit, in my pursuit of recovery. I did every single thing that my sponsor told me to do immediately and as hard as I could. And I didn't ask any questions. I didn't care. And what I do with my sponsees is all I do is say what happened to me, what I do, not what they need to do. And I say that. This is what I did, not what you have to do. And there's a freedom for me in not worrying about the results that other people get or don't get. You know, the book says we will tell you what we have done, not what you have to do. And as others have said, the program should pinch. It should be a little bit inconvenient. And it does. It is. I spent a lot of time on this service and, you know, between sponsoring and making outreach calls and being available to people and, you know, providing a willing ear, you know, letting a ready ear. But the thing is that my relationship with food was straightened out on December 1st of 2017, and this has not changed since then. But the rest of my life has changed dramatically. You know, my serenity is, grows every day. My understanding of my relationship with, you know, my surroundings with other people, um, has grown. And, you know, I, um, I don't need to shout that from the rooftops. I don't, you know, I am, I, I have one life, I have one message and people that want it call me and I tell them and, you know, 
it's kind of funny to me when they, they're sort of choking on themselves. They're like, I don't think this relationship is going to work out. I'm really sorry. And my answer is always no problem. Best of luck. Feel free to call me anytime. Because their recovery or lack of recovery doesn't affect mine. My recovery affects my recovery. And, you know, in the end, my sponsees, if you're on the line, I'm sorry to say this, they're just fodder. They're fuel for me to stay recovered. And um, I love them, sort of, you know. I mean, I I care about them. I want them to succeed. But if they don't succeed, I move on. And um, I'm always willing to talk to anybody for any reason. But I keep it in mind that the reason I do this, as others have also said, is because it's good for me. Um, If I had to, you know, smoke a pack of cigarettes every time I wanted to grow spiritually, I'm not sure I'd be so on top of things or so, you know, so on on board with things. But I don't. I have to help another person. And again, as others have said, I need that so that I'll remember where I don't want to be. And I always say to people, you know, I'll wrap up. When you, you know, I'm so glad that you called. I'm so glad that we're working together, but you can take this to the bank. I'm getting 50 times more out of it than you are. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, Yvette L., you are up next, followed by Haya P. Go ahead, Yvette. Good morning. My name's Yvette L. from Connecticut, and it's Yvette with a Y. Um, and I'm uh, um, so grateful to uh, be studying this chapter and, um, my approach um, as a sponsor has, um, you know, certainly changed, uh, you know, since I've been through the steps this last time around, and I've been in these rooms since 1992. Um, and um, I'm honest um, and direct um, as best I can be. Um, and I had a, a sponsor recently um, basically say, you know, kind of looking for a cheerleader. Um, and, you know, I was honest and said, well, you know, I, I share honestly about this disease because it's a beast. And, you know, recovery um, is many things, but it's not easy, comfortable, or convenient. Um, and, you know, my approach has changed um, because I have a higher power in my life um, that helps me to, to be honest. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I do love my sponsees, but I'm not looking um, to be their friend. Um, you know, I want them to recover. And, you know, this program takes honesty. And if I can't be honest with somebody that I'm trying to help, then what help am I actually giving them? Um, you know, because this, this is not an easy program. It does work. I mean, I have a life beyond anything I ever could have imagined for myself. Um, but it does take work and I have to do the work and I share honestly with my sponsees what I do. If it's helpful to them, great. And if it's not, that's okay too. You know, I do what I need to do you know, to keep this amazing gift. Um, You know, it is a daily reprieve. And for me, that means there's stuff I got to do every day. And um, I'm so, so grateful um, for the clear directions that uh, the big book provides, um, because it has um, given me this, this amazing gift. Uh, So thanks for letting me share. All right. Thank you so much, Yvette. Hiya P. You are up next, followed by Judith S.P. Go ahead, Hiya. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Chaya P. On the list, my name, from Colorado, on the list, my name is spelled C-H-A-Y-A. That's the correct spelling with a P last initial. You say it like you're saying hello. Um, Thank you so much and welcome to anyone who's new. I really appreciate this paragraph. Um, And this is my last day on the East Coast for a while, so I don't know if I'll be able to get on the meeting as as conveniently, as easily, I should say, because it's much earlier where I live. Um, 
so much in this paragraph because it's telling me what the program of action is, right? Three things. I made a self-appraisal, straightened out my past, and now I'm endeavoring to help others. Um, and that it's vital, it's a vital part of my own recovery, which means it's the life force of my recovery. And I think that's such a, for me, that's been um, really important to know. Um, and then the thing that I really wanted to point out, and then one other principle for sure, is that, you know, suggest how important it is that he placed the welfare of other people ahead of his own, that self-sacrifice, right? That's one of the principles that I've learned is putting others before myself, which is so difficult, right, at times. It's so not um, not uh, natural, um, I think, in general for human beings, but, um, and, and, you know, for sure, um, compulsive readers. So the thing that I really wanted to point out, though, was because um, this is not a universal understanding from my experience of being in the program for a long time, um, but something I'm so grateful that <clears throat> is really pointed out to me and driven home, which is um, is that um, if your talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, you have perhaps made a friend. You know, so often I'll hear people say, um, and I've actually said it, you know, in the past, you know, it's like, I'm not your therapist, I'm not your friend, I'm not your parent, da, 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 I'm your sponsor. And the book is telling me, actually, um, I'm your friend. I am your friend. And um, and so that has just been something that has been really um, rewarding for me because each and every call that I take or make um, I've made a new friend and some of those people have become extremely close and why I always leave the door open is because um, if I'm anything but a friend I may ruin my chances of helping at a later time um, if they are not ready at this point so sane quiet and full of human understanding and what I've learned is that the general principles that I am to apply um, regarding others in the program I need to regard others out of the program. So these are good recipe for um, and good marching orders for me in terms of with my family and clients. Thanks and coworkers. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Haya. And Judith SP, you are up next, followed by Janet N. Go ahead, Judith. Hi, my name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Grateful to be here. Thank you for your service, everybody. Um, what I, what I'm gaining for myself this morning is um, how transformative sponsoring is. The whole process of coming into the rooms, committing to my recovery, becoming recovered, so many things had to drop away. The food was major. I had to be clean. And I've said that to Sponsi. You have to be clean. That is a directive. Because without the abstinence or the food not blocking the connection between myself and my higher power, there's no need, there's no wishful hope that I'm going to go further. And I've played that game, the diet game, the support group game, the lose weight and then feel great about myself game. But the food has got to go down. 
and that is something that the book says and I trust in that what struck me this morning is there's no obligation and there's no pressure and most of my life everything has been obligatory or pressured if you eat your dinner you can have dessert if you go to that uh such and such activity will do such and such for you. There's always a bargaining. And for me, letting go and letting God direct my actions with other people, how could I be so down in the gutter and be told when you're going to help other people? Help other people? I'm dying here. Why are you planting that seed about helping other people? Because this is a self-directed. Someone said, this is other help. This is not self-help. And I'm so grateful to hear that today, to emphasize to myself that the transformative experience of sponsoring, along with everything in this big book, is what's going to keep me sane, free, joyful, and able to be there in the human connections. So thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate that, Judith. Jana N., you're up next, followed by um, Vasa O. Go ahead, Jana. Hi, this is Jana N. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Just speak up just a little bit, I think, and uh, I can hear you, but just a little bit on the soft side. No problem. Thank you. I'm Jana N. from New York, and I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic, and um, I'm I'm recovering. I just last night um, finished my fifth step with my sponsor, and I was so excited that I hardly even slept last night, <laughs> but... Um, this passage is helpful to me because it um, it removes from me the the propensity to think that I'm a burden to my my sponsor. I often, you know, can start thinking I'm a burden when I'm making outreach calls and um, and taking up my sponsor's time. But this program teaches me that no, I need them just as much as they need to help me, and I can't wait to be that helpful to someone new in the future um, when I'm recovered. Um, and and I thank my sponsor every time we wrap up a call, and she thanks me for showing up and doing the work. Um, and um, the miracle is that, you know, I I didn't sleep last night very well because I'm so excited about life, and my life today not even not even fully have you know completed the steps um you know i spent yesterday helping an elderly friend clean her house and instead of thinking about food or when can i get out of here to binge or gosh how much longer am i going to be here i just was at peace and i was so content and i thought of all the sundays that i spent hold up in my home 
in the food. And the miracle is that yesterday was beautiful, scrubbing mildew at a friend's house. Um, and that's just one of many miracles. And I'm not even done yet. Like, God's not even done. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you for letting me. Thank you so much, Shani. And Vasa O, you are up next, and you will be our last share today. Go ahead, mm. Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rick, for your service. And I'm, I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Ovira, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I love this chapter, working with others. I just realized this morning, today's my anniversary. 10 1986, I came to the program. And it is by the grace of God. At the beginning, I remember counting the hours that I was abstinent from one meal to the next and then the next. And I remember counting the days. And I, I remember hearing people saying they had like one week of abstinence or a month of that, a year. I said, how could they do that? I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't, I was having a hard time putting one meal at a time. But it is by the grace of my higher power and in the programs, and I don't count any longer. I just feel like I'm being carried with uh, the food and with everything in my life gradually. But, I, yes, I was given the gift of abstinence right from the first night. I came to my first meeting, and I was ready and willing to surrender, and I was ready and willing to do the, the work. Um, I was a hopeless person. I felt very, very hopeless. Uh, and it says here, the more hopeless he feels, the better he will be more likely to likely follow your suggestions. And I'm so grateful that my sponsor shared her experience with me, and I've been able to share my experience with others the way she, she sponsored me. And I remember her saying to me, you know, the first three steps are the most important steps. And I focused. That's all I could do at the beginning. I can, he can, I let him. I can, he can. That's all I could practice, just stay abstinent. And then gradually I went into step four, five, and the way they're laying out. And she said at the time, she said, you know, you don't have to do this. This is your choice. This is your program. Nobody's going to force you to stay in the program, and nobody's going to kick you. You know, you you are responsible. I can't do. I cannot do it for you, and uh, you got to do it for yourself. And of course, you have to find a power greater than yourself, which I I'm, I was ready to. I will take anybody. Uh, help me, please. A power greater than myself. The program, the steps, whatever. I did not want to die, and it is by the grace of God. Thirty six years. And uh, it's not, it was at the beginning, yes, was about the food, you know. And I could not give anybody what I didn't have yet, you know. And I was just amazing, it was a miracle. I didn't want to get up on the top of the roof of my house and tell everybody, you know, how many people are starting with the food addiction out there in this world? It's amazing, you know. And we, this is what I need to do, to pass it on to others that want it. You know, well, yeah, you know, I want it. People want it, but they don't want to work, put the work into it. So I'm Just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Rick, so much. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa, and happy anniversary. That is awesome. 
Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for the day, Monday, October 25th, 2021, is 17,975. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Julie R. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Go ahead, Julie. Hi, thank you, Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.